Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Horwardell, joined by Greg Crone. And uh, Gregory, a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday to you. Ah, uh, yeah, you too, man. Very, uh, yeah, ho- the holidays are, are officially upon us. As joking with my kids yesterday, I was like, this is, this is the last Monday before before Santa comes. Like, next Monday, it's Christmas. And I kind of didn't, I, like, I want to say it snuck up on me, but I feel like, I feel like I've been thinking Christmas was a week away for like three weeks now. So yeah. for it to finally be here is is very interesting. Well, I told you while we were talking, I bought the first Christmas present of the year in June. So that I bought a pair of when the when the Kobe Six Halos came out, the the all white Kobe Sixes. I got a pair for one of the cousins, and. Uh, They've been sitting in my office literally since June. That was the first one. A lot more stuff showed up after that. We we delivered the shoes today. It was a big hit, and along with some other stuff. And I am so thrilled to have my office back. Uh, yeah, I would be too. I mean, uh, getting whenever you can clear that stuff out. We just we we we've been doing different family Christmases over the course of last weekend and this upcoming Greg, weekend. Bart, Greg, what are they called? Oh, Crohn's misses. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coining that phrase. <laughs> we've been we've been doing them over the course of the past uh couple of couple of weekends and slowly but surely those Christmas presents have been disappearing from our bedroom and mm-hmm. it's it's getting back to a, a livable space again. So I I know the feeling. Uh, it's it's great when it starts to disappear like that. By the way, I demand you refer to them as Crohn's misses from now on. I mean, I for sure will. Uh, that's Simply fine. demand it. I, Trade I'm trademarking it. But, Absolutely, you, you, as you should. Yeah, we've got. Um, what do we have here? So, one of the cousins got presents today. We delivered them. I shipped. I shipped another one out for one who won't be here. Uh, two of the others will get theirs tomorrow, and after that, it will just be uh, presents for people in this house that are in the house, and and that's great. I'm I'm excited for it to not be Christmas anymore. Very yeah. excited for that. I like it when it's warm, I find. Don't care for this cold thing. Sent you a video of me walking my dog in the snow last night. Not a good time. No. But, although, you know, things are all right. Things are all right, I guess. Yeah, I, 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 I the snow thing, like it, it has, knock on wood, not snowed a significant amount in almost two two full winters now. And like as as – Sad is that it may be for uh, my kids who definitely would like it to snow more. I uh, I find it, uh, you know, uh, less shoveling, that kind of stuff. Like, yes, one one nice snowfall a year would be cool. Um, but then I, re- like, I remember how crazy it is when it actually snows. Mm. How much I dis- dis- dislike uh, driving in the snow, icy conditions, um, having to shovel, which is always an issue. Like... It, that's that's the the part that stinks despite the fact that i'd love to go sledding with with my children yeah i busted out the snowblower today we were I had to snow blow the snow blow the circle snow blow the dry uh, the the um sidewalk did my neighbor's sidewalk because he does a lot of the does a lot of the like the shared stuff on our property he takes care of that yeah so well, that's nice of you i look anything i can do <laughs> that i can be done with in like 45 seconds happy to do it I don't blame you. I don't blame literally, you at all. Literally two walks up and down the sidewalk, and it's all good. Nice little gesture. We got to treat each other right, right? We got we to gotta all be nice to each other, Gregory. 
I think that has to be the case. Has to be. But uh, we have a lot to talk about. Not all of it's good. I have BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to take a look at all of the, I don't know, whatever it is. Weeks, the football doesn't matter anymore. Week 16 in the National Football League. Week 15 in the National Football League. One of those. Football's stupid. Uh, I'm really here to talk doubles pickleball at this point. Uh, it is week 16. That's freaking nuts. And we have uh, games four or five days this week. But I want to put a... I want to put a bow on the snow conversation. Sure. I would I would I would sign up for one significant snowfall per year and then just nothing else. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Like if, can if you, I can just get, two feet of snow. If I could just get one big one and then be done, like that would be cool. But I know once it happens once, it's gonna just pile on for the remainder of the season. Like that's just going to be the way it works. Don't I, put I, that shit out there, Craig. I, I listen. I wish I hadn't, but I'm telling you, that's that's what's going to that's what's going to happen. That's what's that's the case when it does happen. I, that thinking back to all the different times, you know, where I've had to deal with snow in my life, that's that's always always seems to be the case. I mean, whether it was it was the day after Christmas, and it's me on Christmas night. All of my family's in Western Pennsylvania, except I worked retail, so I had to work the day after Christmas. Shout out! Uh, I don't give a shit. Verizon Wireless, whatever. Um, that was a but, weird, whatever. weird little walk I, you went on there. I just don't care. <laughs> it's one you of those things. You, well, sorry, what don't I, I don't know what you don't care about. Do you not care about the fact that letting people know you work there or that the, the business in general? I'm just, I'm just pretty much. Yeah, I think it's more that I work there. That okay. I, it's whatever. I think that information is pretty well known for anybody who's listening to the show. Probably. You're probably right. It's been a long day. <laughs> um, but it, it is – I remember being – like it was absolutely pouring snow on this Christmas night. And I was sneaking outside every once in a while because I had to be in the store at 6.30 in the morning because that's when my shift started the next day. Uh, so I was sneaking outside every like maybe hour, two hours – all throughout the night to clear the driveway so I yeah. could get my car out in time. Uh, I made the insane drive down to a train station located on the outskirts of Contrahawken. Mm-hmm. Um, and the entire parking lot was not plowed. Not a, not a, not an inch was plowed. No spots were plowed. I had no options. I then had to continue my trek through the back roads all the way back up to uh, Ridge Avenue and drive into center city philadelphia in like what felt like a blizzard it wasn't actually a blizzard but it snowed the entire way and let me tell you what chris tell me nissan altimas do not (laughs) handle snow very well um but that was that was where i was at uh that's a four-wheel drive oh yeah yeah (laughs) it was it was a real it was a real uh a real shaky shaky ride into center city philadelphia but that that whole winter, it just continued to snow over and over again, and I I I can't do that. I'm out on that. Yeah, no, I look, I, I peer out my window here in the office, and the neighborhood is still it's still in that part of the the time where the snow hasn't turned brown yet. It hasn't gotten all dirty. It's nice. It's pretty. It's cool. Like I don't need more. I also I I've got a snow story of my own from one got a long time ago when I was in Pennsylvania. Worked at one eight hundred got junk, and there was just, I mean, like you said, piles of snow one morning. Called in, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're working, we're working today, we're we're open." So I was like, "Oh, cool." 
so I I drove my my uh God, what kind of car did I have? What was the what was the convertible? The, the, oh, uh, the, oh my God, Chrysler. Sebring, yeah, the Chrysler yeah. Sebring. Thank you for telling me what kind of car I had. That's I I would not have gotten there. I had a Chrysler Sebring convertible, and one eight hundred got junk parks their trucks, as as you know. And the one I was going to pick up was at the Plaza in King of Prussia. So there was probably, I would guess there were 18 inches of snow on the ground. I was, so I drove up in the Sebring in down 76 to, to King of Prussia. Took me, I can't even tell you how long. Just, it was probably 45 minutes to get there from my house, which is like a six minute drive once you get to the highway. Um, Probably took me like 45 minutes to get there. Got there. Was getting the truck ready. Other guy gets there. Again, similar situation to you. Parking lot had not been snowed. It was in front of the movie theater in King of Prussia. And we finally get ready to go. And we get the get the text that we're closed today. Awesome. Thank you. I much appreciated. We're closed. So I took, I went back the back way home because I couldn't, I wasn't doing 76 again because it was a disaster. I almost saw like multiple accidents. Went the back way home through Norristown. And I swear to God, Greg, it took me an hour and a half to get home of my car, like sliding all over the road, getting concerned that it was going to, it was sliding backwards when That's I, fun. when I was up a hill. Oh, it was terrifying. So yeah, I drove like two, probably lost like five years of my life with the stress and drove, <laughs> drove like two and a half hours for no pay. <laughs> that's that's misery, dude. I I I hate driving in the snow so so much. It's crazy. And if you thought the Altima was bad, I, so when I lived in um you know Roxborough, Maniac area, whatever it was, and I worked in Contrahawken, I uh, there was one day it was starting to snow throughout the morning. And I was like, oh, man, I hope they closed the building early. And they announced they were closing the building. And I was like, I'm leaving. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. out of here uh, because we got a text from the daycare at the time. Like, hey, we're closing early. Like, as soon as you can get here, just get here and pick your kid up. Okay, no problem. We'll do well, that. Can I ask a, qu- a question? What would they do if you just didn't show up? I don't know. Someone would just have to stay there, I think. Yeah, right? Because like, it's their responsibility. They agreed to a time they were going to watch your children till. Right, exactly, exactly. But me, being a first-time parent at the time, was in full panic mode. Like, they're just going to leave my child at this daycare <laughs> by itself. Because, Chris, uh, rationally, ra- I guess rational thought does not equate with my brain in any sure. situation ever. Sure. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go. And I, I was like, I'm going to stop at my parents' house. Cause I had to get something from them. And at this point it's now like it, there's snow, like a lot like snow on every road. Nothing's plowed obviously. Cause it's all happening while I'm driving. Um, I see Germantown cause I'm coming down Joshua. There's no, no way I can go left on Germantown. It's far too backed up. I was like, I am smart. I'll cut to Ridge. Uh, here we go. Get to Ridge. It is backed up like crazy, and there's slight uphill like areas where you're going back that way. Mm-hmm. And if I thought the Altima was bad, the sport mode Hyundai Sonata was even worse. <laughs> um, so I witness almost like four different accidents in this bumper-to-bumper traffic. I'm going nowhere. Um, luckily, I was able to arrange someone else to go pick up uh, my child, which was good. Um, so that at least worked out. But 
that at a certain point I just pulled into a neighborhood and I sat in my car for three and a half hours waiting for one, the snow to stop and two for traffic to lighten up and me to eventually then drive like six miles an hour the whole way home on Ridge. Hmm. Um, it was banana land sitting in front of a uh, friend, uh, friend's houses and one of those neighborhoods down by there. Just sitting, waiting in my car, three and a half hours, just because I was, I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to sit here, and this stinks. And but that's I, this is my life now. I may just live here in the car forever because I'm not doing this any, again. Start a little fire in the back seat to keep warm. Thought about it. Definitely thought about it. It it's was. A good, it's a good strategy. Saves money. Um, it is. It is Christmas time, as you said, and I I made a purchase this week, Greg. Ooh. As and I sent it to you. I, I bought the Philadelphia Eagles Christmas album. <laughs> I got, but I got the one that was the double one this year's and last year's. And Smart. then, then I was like, all right, well, so I, I bought it because I was like, oh, that that's like a nice, cool thing to have in my office. And I, that was really my only thought process there. And then I was like, I guess I want to listen to the record. Uh, I guess I want to listen to it. So I went out and I bought a record player. And um, let me tell you. The thing that you don't remember about records, or maybe I never knew about records, is just how few songs are on a record. It's not a ton. Like, there are legitimately four songs on each side. It's like 10 to 12 minutes of music before yeah. you have to flip the thing. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't have a ton of experience with records. I'm Me not neither, in, man. into music like that. But I, I, in, my, in my past, I do remember that it was not a ton of, uh, of info on each side. And it was like, I, I was talking myself up. I was very much becoming like a poser, hipster record person in, in my head. I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to get some vinyl now. I'm going to go to the record shop, see what they have. And I was like, what? no, like I want to listen. If I can't have a half hour of music, like, this is not it for me. The, this is not going to work. As we're talking about this, how the hell do records even work? Like a needle scratches a line on a disc and it plays music. How's that a thing? It's, I believe it's called magic, Greg. I mean, it honestly, Chris, it sounds like magic. Cause if me just explaining it in the absolute dumbest down terms, it's a needle scratching something that's spinning and audio comes out of it. Yeah. As the record turns, the stylus falls into the tiny grooves cut, causing it to vibrate. As the stylus vibrates, so does the cartridge it's attached to. The cartridge is a transducer, Greg, obviously. This, this, this creates an electrical current that changes depending on the stylus's vibrations. I can't believe I forgot about the transducer. That one's on <laughs> me. Maybe, I, maybe I'm the dumb one. Records, weigh, uh, records work by having sound wave patterns etched into the grooves of their surface. A stylus or needle... Uh, reads these patterns and converts them into electrical signals, which are amplified and converted back into sound waves. Doug, how did they figure this out? Who was the oh, guy? Oh, it was an accident. A hundred percent an like, accident. I, I don't know. There's no way. First of all, how do you even record on a record? How does that work? I, I'm too stupid for this conversation. This is why I stick. I stick to sports video games. I watch sports. I talk about sports. Um, maybe Call of Duty every once in a while, but that's about the extent of why I don't. This is why I don't do anything else because I've now blown my own mind into the, like how to even fathom how any of this works. Okay, uh, Edward Leon Scott, a French inventor, invented the phonograph 
1857, a phonograph was a device that, where the vibrating pen would graphically represent sound on a small pa- on small paper discs. This device was used to help people get better understand. That does not tell me how they discovered records. I feel like that doesn't make that's not that can't be real. Whatever you just said, that doesn't give me any explanation as to how the discovery of the I, I don't care about the phonograph. That's not I'm not on that. I care about nothing but the phonograph, Greg. Well, that's that's your own that's your own opinion. Yeah, yeah, I want a phonograph for next Christmas. That's fine. Well, you know what? You're on the list. I'll get you in there. There is a phonograph list. It's yeah. Uh, anybody who wants a phonograph, it's uh, you're on the list. That's a risky proposition, Greg. It really could be. I don't, really know, that could... I, I don't know that I would say that in, in an, a format where we're being recorded. <laughs> Dude, I almost walked my way into having to pay someone else's entry fee in a fantasy league because of how stupid the things I say that are stupid, Chris. So if I have to buy all the listeners of the show a phone to graph because of what I just said, it wouldn't be the first time I've, I've walked myself into a situation like this. Love that you're not backing away from this. I love that you just kind of accepted that this is your life. This is the bed you've made for yourself, and, and you're going to lie in it. Let's take a look here. Buying Buy a photograph i want a nice one you can get you can get other people whatever but i want a nice one how do you spell photograph chris phone autograph phone it's like it's like phone autograph phone autograph it's the earliest known device for recording sound all right it's including results for buying a phonograph Mm -mm. we're only buying phonautographs so if i can't see one on here Right, well, uh, some of these vintage classics ones could get a little could get a little pricey. I would <laughs> think so. You know what? Not a lot of new ones being created is the problem you're gonna run into. I, I uh, well, I may have walked myself into a real problem here, Chris. <laughs> well, I hope you I hope you like a second mortgage, <laughs> functional gramophone. Uh, see, I can't I can't find any to buy. I don't think they sell them in bulk anymore. So unfortunately, I can't I can't honor the offer. So okay. okay there, okay there. Looking for I almost. It looks like a sewing machine. It does look weird. It does look weird. I will give you that. All right, here's the deal. I might be able to uh, listen. I think I could. I think I could buy the rights to a picture for a marketing campaign and text everybody a picture of Scott's phone okay. autograph. So now you're texting people from your actual phone number. I mean, I would figure that out. I'd figure that out. I'd figure something out. Maybe email, maybe a mass email system. Yeah, from yeah. And, and and naturally you would do that from your real email address of or course. your work email address. <laughs> that that might be more beneficial. So a Scott's phone phone autograph, an early sound recorder, eight from eighteen fifty seven. It's a picture. Marketing. I consider this a marketing campaign. I I could spend the money for that. I All would right. like the original one, please. I don't know. I don't know if I could find the original picture. That might no, be no, 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 no picture. You know, I'm not. There's no picture bullshit going on. It seems me, like a sir. drawing to me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't well, know. It's, a, it's a drawing of something, and I want that something. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see what we can do. I want it in the office. <laughs> oh, and by the way, can a phone autograph play music? No. What is it for? Edison's inventive aim was to make recordings that could be played back. Not only was the phonograph a record-only device, Edison did not believe it recorded sounds accurately enough for his purposes. Seems aggressive. Seems aggressive to not have it actually play music back. I didn't think we were going to spend this much time talking about phonautographs. I didn't either. Whatever. The Eagles are stupid, so it's fine. 
uh, before we get into all that nonsense, did you see the nonsense that's, that was going on with Tommy DeVito today? What did he do? So, Gregory, Tommy DeVito agreed to go to was was agreed to an appearance at a place called Caniglia's Old Fashioned Pizzeria in Moorestown, New Jersey. Shortly after, uh, shortly after the Monday Night Football win, and by the way, this is like a small family-owned pizza place in New Jersey. Shortly after the uh, the Giants went over the Packers on Monday Night Football. His agent let the tiny little piece of place know that Mr. DeVito's appearance fee would be doubled. Listen, man, times are tough. Prices are going up, dude. Maximize your fa- your fame. So Caniglio's decided it wasn't wise to drop 20 grand on two hours of Tommy DeVito being in their building and uh, and canceled the appearance. Today, however, Mr. DeVito did show up and apparently did not ask for any money. I mean, you got to if if you're going to if you want to save the image because the way that works is uh that gets on the Twitter sphere and I saw it over the weekend. Yeah. The people start to take think think of you incorrectly, Tommy DeVito. They would look at you as a bad guy. Right now you're a good guy. Bad quarterback, good guy. If you're a bad quarterback, bad guy, well, then, then you just get two hundred and fifty million dollars guaranteed. If you're a bad quarterback, bad guy. So a quarter of a Bilski. Yeah, maybe you know what? Maybe be bad guy, bad guy. If you're bad guy, bad guy, might it may, may work out for you for some reason in the long run. Are you suggesting that his future <laughs> his future financial prospects are brighter if we find out that some some tomfoolery went on in the back of that pizzeria? I mean, it, it you know it, it maybe think about it. Think about it. Bad guy, bad guy makes a ton of money. Uh, doesn't play quarterback. He just makes a ton of money. Um, they, getting outplayed by thirty-eight-year-old on the on the couch, Joe Flacco, is just a hilarious scenario. By the way, um, but like maybe, maybe Tom, maybe do do something a little less egregious. I don't know. Break a window, maybe graffiti, something like that. Turn it into like a five million guaranteed contract. We'll figure who, that out. Who are we talking about? Who got outplayed by Flacco? What are you talking I about? I mean, Joe Flacco has arguably been a better quarterback for the Browns than Deshaun Watson was in the game. Oh, we're played. back on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's one hundred percent true. Uh, all right, let's <laughs> let's but talk about. Regardless, Tommy DeVito made the right move by showing up there. Oh, one hundred percent. It was his only PR move. Let's let's talk about the Eagles after after we this game to. last night. I know I'm not looking forward to it either. After this game last night, they've dropped to the fifth best odds to win the uh, Super Bowl at Bavada. <laughs> dropped down to number five. Uh, they're they've dropped three straight. None of these games has been particularly impressive. And uh, oh, I asked Matt earlier what what is your current level of concern with the Philadelphia Eagles? I mean. One to ten. Neither side of the ball looks great. One to but ten. I, nine, probably. Okay. Mainly because I don't think either side of the ball looks particularly impressive. And to be fair, the defense only gave up 20 points last night, which, yeah. again, not great, but that should be a winnable game with the talent that you have on offense. A hundred percent. If you would have told me you hold this team to 20 points, I'm like, cool. That's yeah. uh, pro- probably a nice, easy win. Would have been really cool if they'd held DK Metcalf to a lot less points or a lot less fantasy points 
Um, this is how I got myself into trouble. This uh, story was told, yeah. This yeah. story was told on Underdog earlier. But regardless, of course. Matt, Matt got nothing better to do than talk about my stories. How am I supposed to do a show? Yeah, uh, but, but regardless, regardless, it is – the offense is just concerning, right? Like there's – it seems – like we run the same kind of plays every time we rely so much on weird option draws and QB runs. And there's no fluidity to the offense when like dog run the ball. We, we found success in multiple drives, by just handing the ball off and running it. And as soon as like you get stopped on first down, it's like panic mode. And I right. don't, I don't understand why. So like if they don't get nine yards on the first down run, we're going to panic and we're going to throw ill-advised deep balls. I don't know if Brian Johnson has the feel for this offense, which is crazy to say about your offensive coordinator 15 weeks into the season. Yeah. Um, but well, you've already fired your defensive coordinator 15 weeks into the season. Well, hey, not well, fired, Chris. He's still on. You repositioned your defensive coordinator. He's still on the squad. Um, but, I mean, like, if the offense can't – the issue is going to be – this is what it's really going to be – is we're going to we're going to go play two teams over the course of the next 3 weeks who are not as talented defensively and the offense is going to look quote unquote better yeah. and I, I just don't know if that's the actual truth like i don't it know if that's going to be it will not yeah. be 100% yeah i've got some i got this this text sent to me the other day i guess I guess uh today numbers from last night Keely Ringo targeted twice, gave up zero receptions, one pass broken up. Eli Ricks targeted three times, gave up no receptions. James Bradbury targeted six times, gave up six catches for 112 yards, five first downs, and a touchdown. It's it's tough when you're not able to hide behind Darius Slay as the guy they target the most or having to defend the best guy on the other side. So like Bradbury played crappy. Like, I, I don't know. There's no other way around it. Like bad penalties, uh, bad coverage, everything like it, it just not great, not great, but it's not, I don't think that entire game falls on him because offensively you were just futile. Even with all that, even with what you just said about Bradbury, you still only gave up 20 points. Still only gave up 20 points. Yeah, I, I think this – agreed. I think this defense is going to look very, very different next year. Yeah, I think there's going to be a big overhaul uh, secondary-wise for sure. Uh, also I just, defensive end-wise. It feels like they just get – they don't get any pressure anymore. And it's I don't crazy. Know why. They're literally going to get half the amount of sacks that they got last year. And, like, I know you can't expect them to be as, like, historic as they were the year prior, but, like, that is – that's bad. That's bad. It is way worse than bad. All right. I don't I don't want to talk about the Eagles anymore until we have to a little bit later on. <laughs> Let's talk about the week 16 slate of games in the National Football League. Start off, and by the way, we've got games what? We've got games on Thursday. We've got I, my this is closed. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We've got games. Yeah, dude, we're gonna be a lot of a lot of overtime on uh, on uh, Better's Delight scanning Bavada to make sure that they're in the right time slots and we have the right week for for these games. By the way, I only learned earlier today that the Eagles play on Christmas. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I me too only, actually. To only be fair. learned earlier today, but let's start Thursday night football. The New Orleans Saints are in L.A. to take on the Rams. Bavada has the Rams minus four and a half. 
This is like one of the biggest games of the weekend. Uh, I mean, talking about like that final playoff spot or those final those final playoff spots, six and seven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know it's what right. just happened. Um, and I didn't have a chance to mute my microphone, but um, it this is this is a pivotal game in the in the NFC here because I think whoever wins uh, makes the playoffs. I think who I think whoever loses more than likely is out, unless it's the Saints because. You never know with that division; they right. could still potentially sneak in. But um, I just think the Rams are the better team. The Saints offensively do nothing; like they aren't inspiring in any way. Uh, I know Alave missed last week. Will he be back for this week? Who knows? But if he's not, I don't. I don't trust Derek Carr being able to to stay upright with Aaron Donald coming at him. Uh, based off of like Rashid Shahid and hmm. I don't know who whomever At Perry is an At Perry a, a Saints receiver like there's Wake Forest I, pride maybe that's correct uh, but that's so I don't I don't really believe in that Saints team uh, enough to where and I think the Rams have have kind of quietly like crept up into this and and they're like hey man we won a Super Bowl two years ago and there's still a lot of dudes on that from that team that are now here so. Yeah, they won um, four of their last five. The only loss being the Ravens. Yeah, I think I think this is uh, I think this is I think this is a prime prime game for the Rams to to, to take here. The Rams uh, would would scare me in the playoffs. I'll just say that right now. Yeah, wouldn't like it. Would not recommend. No, not even a little bit, buddy. Not even a little bit. The Buffalo Bills. Oh, this line has actually moved a full point from earlier today. The Buffalo Bills are in L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, the future home of Bill Belichick. I'm just saying that right now. Bavada has the Chargers now plus 11 and a half at home. I've never seen a team quit on a coach more. It, it was incredible. I was out at a Christmas party last Thursday night. Didn't have my phone, wasn't looking at it. Get in the car to leave. It was 28 nothing when I first looked at my phone, and I couldn't, couldn't yeah. fathom that that was possible. Right, forty-two nothing at halftime is. I I can't believe the Chargers came out of the locker room for the second half. Like that that is one of the worst beatdowns to a not good team. It's not like the Raiders are world beaters. They're the Raiders, they're not good either. The Raiders literally lost a three nothing game four yeah. days before that. Yeah, and they just absolutely stomped the Chargers. I don't see. And the Bills are just rolling right. Like they're the Bills are a playoff game every single week. That everything is must win. If you win out, you have a chance to win the division in the last week of the season against Miami. Like this is this is an absolute like team that is ready to go and finding new ways to win. It's not the Stephon Diggs show. Uh, Gabe Davis hasn't had a catch in two plus weeks. I don't think their their tight ends done anything. James Cook carried that team on his back against the Cowboys and. If they can keep that going, I don't see why they can't keep that going. I don't care what the this number could be 21, and I think they still beat the Chargers and Easton Stick. Hey, Easton Stick, three touchdowns last week. Just yeah, it came when he was down 42 nothing. After that point, uh, that's when he started putting up numbers. Hey, they all count in the scorebook, right? And also, shout out the, the, the dude from the Raiders with one of the sickest interceptions returned for a touchdown ever. The jumping the screen pass, one-handed reaching back interception that he then walked two yards into the end zone was one of the more unbelievable plays I think I've ever seen. I could do it. Probably. I could do it. 
The Cincinnati Bengals are in Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mason Rudolph and those Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers plus two. Are the Steelers bigger frauds than the Eagles? I think they very well could be. Um, because this team has just fallen off a cliff. Like it's crazy. Yeah, Not I, don't that think, they were, I don't think there were the same expectations though. No, there definitely weren't, but uh, you know, they were a team that was seven and four, maybe even seven and three, like really like playoff thoughts and implications. They were leading the division at one point, I think maybe. Yep. But like they 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 were there and then Pickett gets hurt. Not that it really mattered, but like there is just something is wrong in Pittsburgh, and I am typically, I'm t- I am a Mike Tomlin guy. I don't see the reason. I never saw the 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 conversation of hey, we need to fire this guy over the past few seasons. He's always seemed to right at the ship, but there there seems to be something in that locker room that just doesn't. It's not clicking, and yeah. and I don't know if it's just the talent and the lack of belief in each other as a team, or the lack of belief in the coaching staff. The Matt Canada bump that worked for one game, and then it's been pretty much consistently bad since then. And meanwhile, you watch the Bengals and Jake Browning come back on Saturday with one of like the greatest like that catch that T Higgins made to tie the game was unbelievable. Like that, and a very a very like uh, what was it Tobias Harris over me moment from Jake (laughs) Browning after the game. Yeah, exactly. Like a thousand percent. That was just good for him. Good yeah, for him. yeah, man. You just you just feel you feel good uh, for like that situation. And the Bengals, you know, you think you lose Joe Burrow and everything is doom and gloom, and here they are. I think they've won three straight with Jake Browning, and it's like, hey, we still have dudes on this team that still matters. Now we'll see how they fare with no Jamar Chase this week. That that may put a little bit of a damper. But I think the Steelers, unfortunately, I think that team's another team that's kind of quit despite being in the playoff hunt like significantly in the playoff hunt so i don't know i i I think the bengals win this game though uh even at even at pittsburgh well i'll tell you what gregory the uh the next game's the cleveland browns and houston take on the houston texans came out today that stroud will not be in the lineup and just this moment the game has been x'd out on bavada though i will tell you the current line at least the last line was the texans plus a point at home I don't I don't see Case Keenum like Case Keenum if he's going to be the starter for the Texans, right? We're not doing Davis Mills. If Keenum's going to be the starter and he struggled against the Titans defense, now I know yeah. they won the game, but he had significant struggles against that defense. The Browns defense is much better than the Titans defense. For I don't sure. I don't envision a world where Case Keenum is going to be able to light up this Browns team uh, from an offensive perspective, which means the Browns have to keep doing what they've been doing and find ways to score to score touchdowns. David Njoku is the best tight end in the league all of a sudden. Um, they still have Amari Cooper, and it, Flacco, despite uh, some struggles, found a way to get them in position to win the game, and, and they ended up doing it. That's it, it, It's incredible. The, I guess the resiliency of this Browns team to have four different starters win games to pull 38 year old Joe Flacco off the bench, uh, off the, like literally his couch uh, and have him in there uh, winning games for them. Like it, it's an unbelievable coaching job from Stefanski and the players, but this is what happens when players buy in and they, they, they get that like next man up. It is what it is. We just got to deal with it. We know we have dudes. And if you have those dudes who can go out there and continue to perform, 
Like the Browns could very easily be a playoff team and probably should be with how well their defense is playing and has played all season. So I think it's the Browns in this game, uh, even if it's on the road with against the Texans. Yeah, and we're a couple of weeks away from Flacco's 39th birthday. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, Joe just out there slinging it. He actually set the Browns' all-time record for most yards passing in a single quarter with 212 yards passing in the fourth quarter. I mean, they, it's crazy. It's great. If you watch his Jets highlights, he was dead in the water. Like, or it his was, Eagles highlights. Great. Well, yeah, his Eagles highlights weren't any better. That is true. Um, it was it was bad. But like it it this is this also goes back to offensive line play. Keep him upright. Don't get him. Don't allow pressure in his face immediately. And he's a guy who can find the open man and and make his reads and hit those guys and they make plays for him. Like that's it. He's not Line is back live. It is now Texans plus two. Yeah, it's still it's still the Browns. Still the Agreed. Browns. This feels like the like pound this game of the week. Yeah, I, no, I, I agree. I like Browns. I like Browns on an alternate line. Uh, and you can follow that up with this next game where the Detroit Lions are in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. This line has also moved a little bit today from three to three point five. Vikings plus three point five at Bavada. Listen, man. I know. I know. People. I keep hearing about how uh, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins is pretty good. Like he had a good game. Terrible. Like it is bizarre that anyone has the take of like Nick Mullins. Yeah, he's he's he was he's a pretty good backup. It's great. Nick Mullins got lucky on one touchdown pass to Jordan Addison. Made one of the biggest bonehead decisions and threw an interception um, while he was like sitting down almost. It just. Nick Mullins is not the answer. Like I know, I know he had a couple touchdown passes, but please stop with Nick Mullins. The Vikings, unfortunately, their season pretty much ended the second that uh, Kirk Cousins blew out his Achilles, and that's just yeah. unfortunately the way it is. The Dobbs experiment's mm-hmm. over. Hall got injured right away. Nick Mullins is not going to take them to the playoffs, and the Lions are coming off a game where they're able to build upon and, and believe that they deserve to win this division. Like If they win this game, I think I think the division's all but wrapped up if they win this game. I don't think there's any way the I think it feels like it already is anyway, but I don't think there's any way the Vikings can catch them. The the Packers because of their boneheadedness, they've lost two games in a row. And the Bears are five and nine. So like this this game, if the division's not already clinched, this is the game that clinches it. And I think Jared Goff and company go in there and, and absolutely hammer the Vikings. Better right. defense or not. Greg, I want this on my card for this week. Ooh, on the card for this week. Let me update the, the the ledger. All right, here's what I got. It is a a two pick parlay alternate lines. I'd like Lions minus five and a half plus one twenty, and the Browns minus four and a half plus one fifty. That combines for a plus four fifty parlay. So the four and a half for the Browns was plus one twenty as well. Is one plus one fifty? Plus one fifty. Sorry. So, do you want them both straight, or I'll, I'll, I'll take it all, Greg? So we'll do all both picks straight. So Lions minus five and a half alt line, Browns minus four and a half, and the parlay paid what again? Plus four. Plus four fifty, please. Plus four fifty. We'll put it on the card, Chris. I like I'm this. So, I like I'm that. Excited. This this feels like free money to me. I just I don't I don't see a world where their offense can do nearly enough to stick with that Lions offense that feels like they are in a, in a zone right now. And again, I know the Vikings defense has played very well over the past, you know, the course of the past few games, but like they, they allowed Jake Browning 
to go down and crush. I can't imagine Jared Goff can't do the same. I just can't. I I agree with you. The Green Bay Packers are in Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Bavada has the Panthers plus four and a half. And I'll use the same joke that I used earlier, which is the same number of people who attended the second half of the Panthers game this weekend. I couldn't imagine sitting in that rainstorm to watch a seven, uh, whatever, nine to seven NFL game. Uh, no, thank Dude, you. Tickets were going for 45 cents. It's nuts. We were talking about it um, here uh, in my in my house because we're like just how crazy that is. Like I thought I ended up being on a trip uh, upcoming, and we're looking into potentially going to an NFL game. And like tickets were like twenty five bucks, thirty bucks. Like you know uh, that's insane to me. But then when you see them for like forty five cents, like that's that's not like what forty five cents. <laughs> I'm buying a section. I want every I want every seat in the section if it's forty five cents. What are they? And I like that they're like basically making nothing because of the processing fees too. It's nuts! It's nuts! It you just crazy. need people to buy them so there's no local blackouts. Is that still a thing? I honestly I think that was just a, this team sucks. Let's let's do what we can do to embarrass them in some way. Hey, but here's the issue: the Packers also stink. Like I don't. It, it's it's crazy how in a some span weeks. of. Well, it's great. Yeah, I know. In like a 20 day span or 18 day span, the Packers went from like, oh, man, they may be for real. They beat the Chiefs to ah, never mind. They lost to Tommy DeVito. And then uh, I forget who they lost to over the weekend because they don't feel like they matter anymore. Um, the Packers are just like unwatchable at this point. And uh, I don't they, know. They lost to the great Baker Mayfield, 381 yards, four touchdowns, the first ever um, perfect quarterback rating, 158, 158.3 for a, an opposing quarterback at uh, Lambeau. Yeah, you can't give up that many, that much. I, I like, I am, I'm a not, I'm a, I'm a Baker Mayfield guy. I'm on record as a guy who thinks that he got a raw deal uh, pretty much everywhere. You can't give that up to, to, to Baker when you're in a playoff hunt. You just can't do it. Like, you gotta, you have to be better defensively. Um, and not that their offense lit it up or anything like that either, but, I mean, it it it's it's slim pickings right now uh, for Green Bay Packers fans. I don't know. I guess you just like yeah, what you went out, you go nine and eight. I don't think that. I don't know if that makes the playoffs in the NFC. It might. It's going to be tough. It's way tougher now than it was, you know, a- after the Chiefs win. Yeah, for sure. I still, I still, I, th- I think the Packers win this game and cover because the the Panthers are just terrible. But you know, all right. The Indianapolis Colts are in Atlanta. Take on the Atlanta Falcons. The- this line has also moved from 0.5 to Falcons minus one at Bavada. The Heineke bump? Is that <laughs> what we're calling this? No. no, I think that was pretty high. That was, that happened after the Heineke announcement, but uh, sure. Let's go how, with that. It's how, the non-Desmond Ritter bump. That's true. How many times can we flip-flop between Ritter and Heineke and realize neither guys are the answer? I don't think there's any illusion that Heineke's the answer. I, it's just... Like the, the the Falcons are just baffling as an organization. I don't I don't get it. They have everything but quarterback. You would think that's what it seems, but they just uh, there's just no. The problem is is they play in a division that outside of like the the last few years with Brady and and maybe some of the real prime Breeze years. Yeah, they 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 play in a division that consistently like at least over the past like three to four seasons has not been great. So you can go six and eight and be like, well, we were just tied for the division lead when we were six and seven. Like, what do you want? What do you want to do? You know, 
Yeah, uh, but they're in a weird spot in the draft too, where like they're picking ten right now. It's not so good. It's, can you talk yourself into like Bo Nix or Michael Penix? I mean, I'd rather I'd rather trot either of those guys out there than what I'm currently looking at. I think yeah. that they're both at least a, at least a better option to try than Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. Better options for sure, but not not somebody I would be excited about using the number ten overall pick in the draft on. True, very true. You're not wrong. Pat Mahomes was ten overall, though, so you never know. I know, and the Browns traded that pick. It's not great. It's not, not great. great. Um, Who's your I, pick here? Well, the, I think I think the Colts take this. I mean, they went down thirteen or fourteen nothing to the Steelers, and then just steamrolled them, even without Pittman. Like it, Shane Steichen, good coach. I, I don't know what else to say. I miss him every day uh, when I watch the Eagles. Now um, that guy actually knows what he's doing, and it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I think the Colts take this. The Colts are going to make the goddamn playoffs. They might win the division. Yeah, the Colts are pretty firmly in the wild card right now. The, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are in Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. Bavada has the Titans plus two and a half. The Seahawks are world beaters. They're the best team in the NFL. Drew Locke for MVP. Um, I think the Titans. I think the Titans have have sort of after last week they've eliminated from the playoff contention. Levis kind of gets like hurt uh, towards the end of that game. Derrick Henry, I think the the ride is unfortunately over in Tennessee. Um, yeah, in Tennessee, I agree. Yeah, I, I think he'll be around somewhere else for you know. Uh, but I think the Tennessee experiment is done. I I the issue is is Seattle coming west coast to east coast at one o'clock game. That is tough coming off a big win. There could be a letdown situation. The Titans' defense, as much as I mocked them uh, earlier, is not bad, right? It, it they actually do. They are able to stop teams. Their games are always relatively low scoring. Yeah. If it's if it's Drew Locke again, I could certainly see that being the case. And then the question becomes, can the Seahawks put anything together? Um, me, you know, in different fantasy leagues, hopeful that Jason Myers gets as many kicks as possible uh, and makes them. But um, I just think – I think well, I think the Seahawks win. I think this is a Titans, like, close game. So, like, what, what's the line again? It's – Two and a half. Hmm, man, they really know what they're doing. I'd probably – I'd look to see what the odds are at minus three. Um, if, it, if it's something that's worth and the juice isn't too much, I'd probably go with that for the Titans. Uh, so you want – sorry, you want Seattle minus three? No, or... sorry, Titans plus three. Titans plus three gets you minus one twenty-five. I'd probably be willing to take that because I think I think there's I think there's a chance that you could push this game or the the Seattle makes like a walk off field goal and wins by like two. But pushing no no good comes from pushing games. No, I I completely agree with you. Push is almost as bad as a loss. Yeah. The Washington Commanders are in New York to take on the New York football Jets. Bavada has the Jets minus three. Disappointed. Disappointed we won't get Aaron Rodgers next week. Disappointed that the Jets... Was that announced? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I saw a Ra- uh, Ian Rappaport tweet that Rodgers said that uh, we, we wouldn't see him this year. Um, that he said it. That he said we wouldn't see him, but would look for him next year and uh, and years beyond. So, whatever yeah. that means. Um, On television. Probably. Uh, the Jets just absolute futility offensively they can't even have the dignity to go three and out they had to just keep throwing interceptions just like the last like four drives it felt like ended with interceptions or fumbles for the jets 
Um, definitely not speaking as a guy who lost to the Dolphins defense in fantasy, but like at least stop turning the ball over. Like you want to be embarrassing and lose 30 to nothing. Like that's fine, but at least punt, at least punt for, for everyone's sake. And the commanders, they're whatever. Ron Rivera is <laughs> so checked out. It's crazy. Um, I just, I, someone has to win, which is uh, not necessarily actually. This game, that's can, true. Can you bet the tie? Um, yeah, I guess. You, let's see. Let's find the odds for the tie here. Not loading super quickly for me. So, I, as you find it, I feel like this is a prime tie game. Like I don't. The, the Jets' defense is good, and their offense is bad. Washington's kind of bad everywhere, but because the Jets' offense is so bad. I can't see them doing much to the Washington defense. I feel like this is a tie. Okay, is- well, you can put you can make some money if you think this is actually going to be a tie. Because I haven't found will there be a ends in, game ends in a tie, but I have found will there be overtime, and that number is plus a thousand. Yeah, yeah, put that on the card. I uh, we'll we'll talk about that for sure. I, I'd love will there be overtime, and I there's I just I don't see points in this game. Like I really don't, and especially if like. I don't know what the weather is going to be on Christmas Eve, but if it's like even a bit blustery or rainy in, in New York, like that's a problem. That's a problem for these offenses. So I, I like, will there be overtime plus a thousand? Yeah. I'm not finding any tie props, but <laughs> funny there's, there's a, will there be overtime plus a thousand and will the game go to overtime? If you prefer it, uh, phrased that way, but that's only plus seven fifty. Uh, well, I, I like I'll take the plus a thousand. Thank you very much. I, I think that's probably wise. All right. Uh, so yeah, plus a thousand. That's a nice little coup for you. The where are we at? Jacksonville Jaguars are in Tampa to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bavada has the Bucks minus a point. I, I mean, Jacksonville looked so. I, like disheartened, I guess in that in that first half, like they just were bad, and like it, they weren't getting any better, which was crazy. Um, I I think the Christian Kirk injury hurts that offense so much more than we we I, I guess really take into account because yeah. they don't know what to do. Like they don't know offensively at any point what to do, and. It stinks for for Jags fans because this season coming into it had a lot of promise, um, but I just I, I don't see I don't see any sort of you know real threat in terms of playoff or postseason for this team, and they're going to be lucky to to win that division with how good the Colts have been. And the sure. Buccaneers' defense is no joke; like they they play hard. Um, they definitely have uh, you know guys who can make plays and, and confuse Trevor Lawrence. And if you take away, if you take away Ridley, I don't know if there's enough of a guy on the other side to do anything. Plus the bucks are also in the potential driver's seat to win the NFC South. And mm-hmm. so they're, they're going to be playing hard coming riding high off of a dominant win. I, I actually really like, uh, I really like the bucks in this game. The Arizona Cardinals are in Chicago to take on the Chicago bears. Bavada has the bears minus four. Woof. Um, I think, I think the, uh, I think, oh man, minus four. 
The Cardinals aren't that bad, are they? I mean, well, they're 3-11. What, what is the word on Kyler? That's uh, true. Is he playing or not? He got hurt again. I really hope he's playing because he loves to throw the ball to Trey McBride. Well, Trey McBride also got hurt. Yeah, but I think he's, I think he's going to be good, maybe. Oh, here we go. I did find the actual tie. Winning margin, margin props, tie plus four thousand. Look at you. We're doing it. We're doing. Sometimes you got. I t- we talk about this on Better's Delight. You got to dig in the nooks and crannies sometimes in Bovada, and and if you can find it, you can find that number. Um, yeah. So that uh, that's a plus five thousand effectively. Yeah, we're getting overtime and the tie. We're we're about to we're about to be rich, Chris. Doug, funny. Jeff, him and Judy dancing in the kitchen, pork chops dancing too. They're spinning in a circle, singing "We're gonna be rich." That's what's wow. going on in my head right now. Um, you're, an old, you're an old old man. I really am. I really, really am. Uh, I mean, if it's not Kyler, then it's the Bears all day minus four. Um, I think I know the Bears lost that game to Cleveland, but they at least like they looked like a competent football team, mm-hmm. uh, sort of until the the middle of the fourth quarter there, where they just kind of fell apart. But the Bears' defense is, has played very well over the course of the last like three to five weeks. Um, they're not getting blown out. They're in these games. Fields, I, I know the Bears are probably going to have to draft Caleb Williams. Like that's gonna, just going to be a thing. Yeah. But I think this guy is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't. What, think he was nineteen of forty with a, a touchdown to two interceptions. What makes you say that? Well, first of all, both of those interceptions are BS, dude. They were both on hail marys. One wasn't even caught. Uh, at the end of the first half. And then the second one, Darnell Mooney should have caught the touchdown, and instead a Cleveland Brown Man, guy caught it. One of the craziest endings to a game that I can remember, and all, it makes it all the more crazy that it was the Browns who were not on the wrong side of it. Uh, that you're, You are correct. That, that is That is so Browns. It hurts, um, unfortunately, for Browns fans. I remember the- early, sorry, early in our relationship, I watched uh, Alexis obviously was a big Browns fan, and I watched the Browns lose on blocked field goals oh, two consecutive weeks. I mean, that's just misery, dude. Absolute misery. Uh, but no, I, 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 I know nineteen to forty sounds very bad, but they were in that game with a team that's going to the playoffs in the AFC and a very good defense, and they had a chance to win that game. And honestly, like they. I, I just think in the right situation, he's a guy that could get a shot and, and make a team better uh, from the quarterback position. But we'll see. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be Atlanta. It just makes that, too much sense. That's fine. Not having to deal with the elements and the weather and a perennially uh, mediocre offensive organization. Sure. The Falcons are perennially like okay at offense and have the skill positions that can help out there. Maybe Drake London will exist next season with uh, with Justin Fields throwing to him. The Falcons saying they didn't want Lamar Jackson is the craziest oh, thing insane. that happened in 2024 in terms of the NFL. Yeah, insane. In- 2023, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, the uh, where are we at? Dallas Cowboys are in Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. Bavada has the Dolphins minus one and a half at home. I mean... It, the Dolphins love to run the ball. If Tyreek Hill's out and they're just going to run the ball, the Cowboys apparently just can't stop the run. That's crazy. <laughs> so, like, Mostert, A-Chain, like, that's that, that's what they're going to have to go with, and you just you just try to beat that defense exactly the same way the Bills did. I'm sure they'll make adjustments and we'll see what happens, but, like, 
the Cowboys not at home. If you score early on the Cowboys, I don't I don't know if the Cowboys are built to come back. They're built to front run. Right. And it's it we watched it happen in Buffalo. Like that was an embarrassment. Um you know, for the Cowboys to, to just get out absolutely outclassed um, coming off of probably one of the bigger wins of their season the week before. So, like, I think the Dolphins, the Dolphins still somehow have a, or not somehow, the Dolphins still have a real shot at the number one seed. I don't, I don't see a way where the Dolphins um, don't, like, come out firing in this game and look to exploit those weaknesses on the Cowboys' defense. If the Cowboys can fix that, though, like I'm not as scared of the Dolphins' defense if I'm a Cowboys fan than I was of the Bills' defense. I don't really know why, mm-hmm. because the Dolphins don't beat above 500 teams. So, like, I have to have a little bit of confidence there if I'm a Cowboys fan. Get Ceedee Lamb back involved. Figure out what you want to do at running back. Jake Ferguson needs the ball more. He is as much as I hate to admit it. He, he is an impact guy at tight end for that team. He's Dalton Schultz somehow more annoying i don't know how that works but that's that's a thing so i i feel like if they can get him involved more if brandon cooks is fully healthy like that offense can still move the ball you got to prove it uh, though that you can win away from texas stadium or whatever the dallas cowboys stadium whatever it is so uh i like the dolphins in this game but i could see a path for the cowboys i don't know if that came through on the recording but as I was sitting here listening to you talk about that, there was a noise just getting louder and louder, and I couldn't figure out what it was, and I didn't know if it was in my house. Then I realized, like, it sounded like a helicopter flew, like, eight feet above my house. Uh, I didn't hear it, but that is always terrifying. I live... It, it was weird. Yeah. I, I live near an airfield, kind of, and whenever that happens, and they're, like, relatively close, and plus I live near a hospital, so if there's ever, like, a helicopter situation there... That's that's what I think this was. It's, I think this is a lifelight. It's absolutely terrifying. Your whole house, like, you're like, what is going on? Am I... Are, are they here? Are the aliens here? Is my house in the beam? Is that what's going on? I'm getting abducted, but, uh, yeah, no, it's terrifying. Look, if I do, I'll try to keep recording as long as possible. So that's what I mean. I can't stop it from my end, so it's going to be a very interesting post to the show when they when they bring you back. That's true. We just got to wait it out. The New England Patriots are in Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. Broncos minus six and a half. Listen, as I'm getting ready to to tuck myself into bed on Christmas Eve night, I definitely wanted to watch Bailey Zappi and the three and eleven Patriots take on Russell Wilson and the somehow seven and seven Broncos. Oh, I yeah. This is this is how I wanted to end my Christmas Eve uh, and prepare myself for Santa to come down the chimney. Um, I just think the Broncos' defense is too good for the Patriots' offense. Um, the issue becomes is, is the Patriots' defense too good for the Broncos' offense, uh, which is a legitimate question. Uh, the Broncos kind of shot themselves in the foot last week. They're also just not a, that good of a team. Like I know they won a bunch of games in a row, yeah. um, but it, this is – this should be an easy Broncos win at mile high. Like I, I I don't see the Patriots being able to go on the road with Bailey Zappi and do anything that productive. Plus it also feels like the Patriots are just tanking as, as best they can to get into the top three uh, in the draft. So I like the Broncos here to, to give us one final gift prior to Christmas day. Yeah. Believe I saw that they are currently picking number two. Yeah. I mean, that gets you Drake may. All right, try to win a game. Get back up to three. 
Let's, let's, let's well, that's, then the Cardinals are in that three spot. So all, all those teams are looking at quarterbacks. I don't know, three. I know Quinn Ewer said he's going back to Texas, but we'll see if he actually does. Um, Run one, one more year back with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mac Jones, and then we can figure it out. Seems seems legit. There's zero chance Bill Belichick, if he's still in charge of the Patriots by the time this starts, and I know you don't believe so. No, he's going to be a charger. Um, there's almost a zero percent chance that they would draft Marvin Harrison three overall. They'd no. they'd take some weird kicker or an offensive lineman. Cole Strange's younger brother. Yeah, if is that if that's available. Bill Strange. <laughs> William Strange. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders are in Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs first of three games on Christmas Day. Bavada has the Chiefs minus nine and a half. I mean, we just watched this game. Like we just watched this two weeks ago. The the Raider or three weeks ago, the Raiders went up fourteen nothing, and the Chiefs the Chiefs the Chiefs. It's long. Uh, the Chiefs rattled off like thirty five straight points and and just smoked the Raiders. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be something very similar. I, the Chiefs' offense is still unbelievably concerning. Like I know, I know they won, but they they're just weirdly undisciplined. They they were dro- they, they drop far too many passes. It's crazy. Um, but Rasheed Rice has been a nice a nice sort of diamond in the rough for that offense. The problem is is there's literally nobody else. Sky Moore's out. Not that he's a huge factor, but it is one less guy. Maybe Miko Hardman, and it can finally do something. Probably not, but maybe seems unlikely. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I don't know if Pacheco will be back. At least he runs hard. Uh, but here's the thing. Jarek McKinnon, with this time of year last year, right, the last like three to five weeks of the regular season and into the playoffs, Jarek McKinnon became a giant part of the Chiefs offense, scoring touchdowns, making plays out of the backfield. And we saw it last week. He threw a touchdown pass. The week before, he scored a touchdown. Like, there, this guy has been an X factor for them in the past, and it's almost like they saved him for this. And I, I'd look for whatever Jarek McKinnon anytime touchdown is this week, I'm taking it. It doesn't matter because I think I think this is – it's Jarek McKinnon's season for the Chiefs all of a sudden again. Uh, I like the Chiefs in this one. All right. The New York Giants are in Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles in the middle game on Christmas. This game has also seen its line move a little bit from 11.5 to Eagles minus 12. You can't see it, but I'm doing the Tommy DeVito hand thing. Um, whatever that hand celebration is that he does, uh, or the crowd does. I don't know. Someone does it. Uh, I, I don't I don't trust this team to win by that much that many points in a division game. They should. Right. They're significantly better than the Giants, at least we think. Um and and I know like it's it's so hard not to have recency bias in the in these weeks. Like we do remember the stretch where the 49ers lost three games in a row and the wor- the sky was falling and then they won like four or five or six straight, whatever run they're on currently. And they look like the best team in the NFL, not just the NFC. So like it- it's hard to not get as wrapped up to, to, to take a broader look at the team as a whole and the schedule because of how poor the last three weeks are. And also because our team hasn't been affected by the injuries like those 49ers losses were, mm-hmm. but I just I worry I worry that now we're in a situation where the Eagles are going to press, try even harder, and end up doing something similar to last night. I don't think it's a game they lose. Twelve is a lot of points. I think the Giants cover here. Weirdly, I don't know why. I just think the Giants and Eagles play close games, and that's just the way it is. 
Final game on Christmas, 8-15, kickoff the Baltimore Ravens in San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Biggest game of the week, I would say. Good place to end it. 49ers minus 5.5. I mean, you it's not very often this late in the season you get the two one seeds from each conference facing off. Um, it's a great way to close the week uh, for the NFL. I hope for a great game. It, it should be so much fun. Both teams defensively are, are, are really solid. The Ravens, it all comes down to Lamar offensively. It sucks to lose Keaton Mitchell with that, that ACL injury. That stinks for the Ravens. Um, the 49ers are just clicking on all cylinders. I think they win this game. I think they're the better team. I think they cover as well um, just because I think they're more complete. And I can't believe they, they may have the MVP and Brock Purdy uh, on the team as well. That's that's incredible to me and an incredible story. But um, it's I'm hoping for a really awesome game. It just it feels like it should be. Um, there's going to be a ton of hype going into this, and uh, I think I think it's going to be a great matchup. Well, we hope uh, for a really awesome weekend for you all out there. For Greg Crone, I've been Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week.